0: Hello EK Nation, welcome to a new edition of our face-to-face, it's episode number 66. My name is Rob Howden, that is David Cole. We're getting set to talk uh, about, uh, really over the next couple of weeks, David, uh, sitting down with a bunch of the promoters of a lot of regional programs, road racing, sprint racing, you name it. Brittany Lobaugh from the Texas Sprint Racing Series joining us today. It's uh, It feels like the season's going right now. We did the Winter Series, almost wrapped up with uh, Challenge of the Americas in the West, Florida Winter Tour in the East. Scoozie Winter Series done. USPKS has its first run uh, now in the books. You were there this past weekend, but now we're starting to get into the meat of the season. We'll see, see the regional series start popping up here as well.
1: Yeah, you couldn't tell it by the uh, the weather outside because there's snow on the ground. Yeah, so <laughs> that cold. was kind of a shock to go from nearly ninety degree weather this past weekend in Florida all the way to what do I think it was nineteen degrees this morning. Wow. When I, when I woke up, so uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it's extremes, and, uh, and so it doesn't feel like race season, but Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it certainly did being down uh, in Florida at the uh, United States Pro Card Series Southern Grand Prix. From Orlando, right there too. it is,
0: <laughs> and not, not surprisingly, the regional series we're going to see start kind of popping up are going to come, of course, you know, from the, from the Southern states. Texas being one of them. We talked to Justin Stefani about the Race Road Tax Trophy Series so West. Of course, that's Arizona, so they're going to get underway this month as well. But but the state of Texas, David, through the twenty years you've been with us, uh, and since I started publishing the first magazine back in nineteen ninety eight, man, Texas has always been a hotspot for karting, and a couple of new tracks coming up. One of the big speed sports last couple of years. The Texas Sprint Racing Series is going to add another track to its uh, program this year. So it's it's always been, even though it's a massive state, it's always been a real hotbed for karting.
1: It certainly has been. You know, reading the pages of Shifter Kart Illustrated, there was the Texas Tornado. Yeah. You know, all these drivers that uh, were coming from the area, Kyle, you know, Kyle Martin and, and, and many, many others, John Keinhart. Uh, Many of those. But as, you know, the decades go on and the years go on, there continues to be, you know, uh, an influx of not just uh, regular, you know, club drivers, but great regional, great national drivers, uh, a lot of talent a big talent pool. Again, a big state, you figure that, you know, you look at football, a lot of football players come from the state of Texas. There's a lot of racers that come from the state of Texas as well. A lot of heritage
0: too, right? There's a lot of second generation, third generation people that have been in there. Some really good shops, True. of course, down in the area as well. You get tracks like Denton, Texas that have been around forever that have been kicking out talent for the last number of decades. Uh, Again, the uh, ebbs and flows of regional programs. This is the number one program right now in a big way—the Texas Sprint Racing Series. Let's bring Brittany Loba on right now. It's kind of we jump in and get a chance to talk a little bit about this program that continues to grow. Brittany, thanks hey for ta- thanks for taking some time out this evening to, to talk to us.
1: Yeah. Nope. Side. I know, Mike, am I you're breaking good. up? you nope. <laughs> It just locked up for a second.
0: <clears throat> so, okay. let, so let's dive into this. I'll, I'll do a quick run through the schedule. You can kind of pick pick apart here uh, some stuff you want to talk about. The, se- the season's starting actually pretty soon. Uh, just, just over a week's time at Speed Sports Racing Park. You guys made a move after Skuza moved their event from NOLA. So Speed Sports Racing Park, starting things off on March 24, 25, 26. Then to uh, Denton, Texas, uh, North Texas Cartway I just mentioned. That's at the end of May, May 26th to 28th. Out to Amarillo Kart Complex, a newly renamed track with a bunch of stuff going on. We'll be able to talk about that. A track I love going out to drive on and announce that. That's June uh, 30th, July the 2nd. Rimrock Raceway, a brand new circuit for the series. Uh, that's august 4th 5th and 6th then you'll cap things off again in the middle of september the 15th of the 17th at speed sports racing park again for, for five weekends uh it seems like it's going to be a good lineup i know we talked a little bit about pre-entries already over the 135 mark you know moving its way to 140 150 so going to be some good numbers overall when you look at the schedule is there some stuff that makes you excited about the new season
2: I mean, I'm definitely excited to bring some new tracks um, and all the updates at Amarillo is going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, moving, we're a little sad we didn't have NOLA on the on the schedule this year and we hope to bring it back. Uh, it just didn't work the way it needed to this year. Um, but, you know, uh, we've had a real, um, we've got some new classes on the schedule this year and that was pretty exciting. It was kind of a, a grassroots, movement from the drivers themselves they really like were begging me to ask you know to bring these classes back and and, um so it's really exciting to see you know we've got you know a lot of shifters and interested i know our amarillo race will probably be the largest for them um, just because I, you know, there's interest from like Colorado and Arizona and and that side as well for there. Um, but there's a lot of, um, a lot of shifter drivers that have been reaching out, you know, talking about kind of trickling through all year. So of I course. think that'll be a, a fun class to hopefully bring back. Um, you know, and the same with the 206 Heavy, they, they were, they, like, Decided they didn't want to be a masters class. They wanted to let the kids run and and have kind of all ages and and have that access to um, you know, to a bigger range of drivers that uh, maybe fell outside the normal like senior weight.
0: That's so. really inter- that's interesting. And let's, and let's let's lay this down. I didn't talk about this before, Brittany. The fact that you know this series, the Texas Sprint Racing Series, it's a Supercars USA series, but it's also an IKF series, an International Kart Federation. So you've got a lot of these SKUZA classes, right? You've got micro and mini-swift. You run all the KA100 classes, junior, senior, and master, and then you're adding open shifter, as you had said. But it also has that IKF lean where it's that 206, cadet, junior, and senior. You said now the guys kind of got together and said they wanted to make the masters into heavy. Was that kind of the way things shook down?
2: Well, there was there was a movement, um, you know, with a lot of people kind of reaching out saying, like, can we bring back like a master slash heavy class? And with the K100 master class sort of having that change over this yeah. year as well, um, you know, we kind of toyed with the idea. But the the K master, the way that's outlined, you still have to be over 21. And we do have some some, you know, younger 17 you know year old drivers that really wanted to be included so we we kind of set a little poll and and asked people that were interested to you know register so we had actual contact information and numbers and we reached out to the masters drivers you know the ones that selected masters over heavy now we had way more select heavy but the master says yeah i'm good with driving with the kids and and so, you know, to make a good class, we've already got, um, you know, at least eight already registered for that class this year, which, you know, the first time offering it is yeah. is not bad. Um, you know, still a week and a half out. So
0: let's talk about K100 Masters a little bit, because <clears throat> obviously there was a big movement last year during the end of the season that, that kind of culminated at the the, the, uh, the Super Nationals. Thankfully, got a chance to race myself. But, yes. And one of the reasons was one of the pockets that was, was so big was the Texas uh, Sprint Racing Series. You guys yeah. had all these guys running K100 Masters. There was a good group up at uh, Badger Kart Club as well. But, man, you guys had this fantastic group. How did that kind of grow and feed on itself? Because there was a lot of guys that, that you guys were pulling out, over 20 you know, entries at some of the events.
2: Yeah, we already – that's what I was just looking at. We already have over ni- you know, 19 entered for wow. this upcoming race. So I expect it to be a big field again. Um, you know – uh, when and this part of it stemmed from we had a a decent um, two hundred six masters group and a lot of them started leaning over to the the KA uh, mad uh, sorry the KA uh, masters instead when they kind of started decreasing numbers a lot of the people um, in two hundred six they you know they we do have a group that transitions from 206 to ka when they want like something a little bit more but they're not ready to you know to go into much more than that so um so our ka numbers went you know went crazy the last two years especially the masters group um and that's why it was so interesting that we had the 206 kind of heavy wanted to be brought back because a lot of them had had switched over but This new group is a whole separate group of racers that came from the clubs that really just wanted to participate.
0: And David, don't we talk about this all the time? Isn't that what you guys are supposed to be? You guys are supposed to be the place where the club racers get to go drive. So if there's lots of 206 heavy guys on the club level, why not bring them all to run regionally so the different clubs can battle each other right there.
1: And that, and that's the kind of the question I have. I don't know how much you keep track of it, but how many new racers did you have from 2021 to 2022 or maybe from last year going into this first event that you've kind of followed through, is it, do you have like a, maybe a rough percentage, like maybe 10% around um, there? But because again, like Rob said, they, they were making that transition from club. And like you said, some of these guys are making transitions from one class to another, just because of their growth as a driver as well too. So that's, yeah. that's very cool to see.
2: I mean, I think I had at least 30 new people that had never raced with me before reach out when we started talking about adding shifter and two Oh six heavy. Wow. That's a huge (laughs) amount. Now I don't know that all of them will race every race or the season or, you know, sometimes they just don't make it at all, but that's Mm -hmm. a a good chunk of interest um, that helps us to get sponsors for the class and people interested. Um, you know, and then there were a few, you know, a few 206 senior drivers that may have been further back that were just excited to maybe move back into a heavy master that had stuck with us when the other class sort of fell away, but we're super excited to bring it back.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the open shifter category as well. I didn't get a chance to dive right into it, but what, what engines are you allowing? Is it it stock Honda, SSE, KZ, is it essentially rock shifter, anything? all of it yeah
2: so we're going to work through a little bit on the first uh the first race if we need to adjust weights and things like that um but i know because of how different each track is some will work better for each you know each engine than others so we you know we're going to kind of go out there and do the leg work during mm. practice uh this first race and decide if we need to segment each engine to a slightly different weight Um, but we, you know, we just want those racers to go out there and have fun. Sometimes there's just so much pressure on the national level that, uh, you know, and the club race is fun, but you're not getting your, your people from all over. So at the regional level, you get a little more than what hopefully you're getting at the club level, but a little less stress than at the national level.
1: At, you know, adding the 206 Heavy and Open Shifter, that extends the day a little. What Have you kind of reviewed how adding these two categories are going to affect the the regular daily schedule of the race weekends?
2: Um, yeah, we actually, um, this year, are going back more to the format we used to have. Now that um, some of the, you know, the tracks have lights and, and schedule being where it is, um, we're going back to the three heat format that we had previously. So the heats will be slightly shorter. Um, like last year, um, most of the tracks had had two practice sessions on Saturday. And then you had one heat. And then on Sunday, you had um, the other heat and the final. So this year, you're going to just have a real quick warm-up. You're going to have qualifying in two heats on Saturday. So Saturday might be a teeny bit later, but not substantially. And then Sunday, again, because we're offering more heats, each one will be slightly shorter. So um, even with adding the extra main, the time doesn't change significantly. Okay. So the schedule for the first event actually is posted online already Okay, in, there you go. on our website um, in case some people haven't seen it yet in, um, you know, subject to change. if something, you know, if like one class has significantly less entries than we anticipate or something like that, as that does happen occasionally.
0: We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN radio network. The 2023 Supercarts USA season is underway and making history as it heads into its fourth decade. A successful and record-setting Skuza Winter Series began the season in Florida, welcoming over 250 entries in January. Join them for the series finale on February 10th to 12th at the AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex presented by MG Tires. That weekend will serve as the final spring training weekend before the 14th edition of the Supercarts USA Pro Tour begins with the Winter Nationals, making its debut at the Orlando Kart Center on March 31st to April 2nd in Florida. The winter momentum will carry into a return to the Utah Motorsports Campus in Erda, Utah for the Spring Nationals, which are scheduled for June 9-11. to the SCUSA Pro Tour wraps up with a ninth straight visit to the Newcastle Motorsports Park in Newcastle, Indiana for the 14th edition of the Summer Nationals, moved up this year to the July 28 to 30 weekend. You can get all the information you need to compete at any Supercarts USA event or to learn more about their regional programs as well, all at supercartsusa.com. Made in the USA. It's not just a statement, it's the mission at Factory Carts of America. Led by four time Supernats champion Billy Musgrave, Factory Carts manufactures their frames completely in house at the Riverside, California facility. Built and designed from the ground up specifically for the American karting market, Factory Carts brings new innovations and solutions that are long overdue. Factory Carts bring together the highest quality materials to produce a high performance, long lasting kart that has been designed and perfected from three years of development with a focus for a big push across North America in 2023. No other karting manufacturer stands behind its product like Factory Carts does, providing a two-year warranty on all their frames. Do you remember when American Made meant innovative, original, stronger, faster, and just plain better? Well, American Made is back. Contact Factory Carts today to join the American Made movement. Learn more by visiting factorycarts.com or email Billy anytime at info at CRG is one of the most iconic brands in karting, and we're primed and ready for the 2022 season with new material and a never-ending focus on winning. CRG Nordam is the North American distributor for all CRG products. Based outside of Houston, Texas, CRG Nordam supports CRG dealers across the continent, reaching every corner of North America. The CRG KT5 is our new chassis for tag and shifter racing, and it's been designed specifically for the U.S. market. The KT5 features 30 millimeter construction with a 32 millimeter front loop to increase front grip. CRG's new Ven 13 brake system is cutting edge technology with a master cylinder that allows for pressure regulation within the system. Drivers can customize brake pressure to their own requirements to improve feel and to avoid brake lockup. The cart is finished with new KG507-508 bodywork that has refined aerodynamics and reduced weight. For cadet drivers, the 2022 CRG Black Mirror is already logging positive results to start the new season. This chassis will be making big waves in 2022. Longtime CRG drivers will be happy to know that the CRG Road Rebel, the standard in quality and performance, is still available. With four-cycle racing enjoying consistent growth in North America, CRG's FS4 chassis is the ideal choice for racers in brakes and Stratton competition. From pure racing to karting entertainment, many tracks, both indoor and outdoor, have made the switch to the CRG Centurion rental cart line. Five different models. For both gas-powered or electric engines can fit any track's needs for a new rental cart fleet. CRG Nordam has a full inventory of rental carts available for new and existing facilities. For more information on the CRG product line, head to www.cartcrg.com and to inquire about a North American dealer near you, please email us at info nordamcom Welcome back to face to face on the EKN radio network. What kind of excitement, <clears throat> what kind of excitement do you have right now for the Rimrock raceway. Uh, obviously people know about speed sports. They know about Denton. Many of them have probably gone out to Amarillo, which is a great track, but you know, <clears throat> having Scott cherry, the cherry family, they've been you know involved in the series for a long time. If you want to get out to Rimrock, I think that's really cool to get another new track, a new Texas track on the you know, TSRS program.
2: Yeah. I mean, we're excited. They're, well, one, they're excited to have us and they've been, you know, Scott's been sitting, getting the the track ready and, and um, you know, we'll, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll be going out there, um, you know, to kind of do some serving and stuff again, as we get a little bit closer, but they have a fun facility. There's, um, there's like a bar at the track and all kinds of cool stuff. So I think, you know, obviously we'll limit our drivers from drinking during the day and, <laughs> and all that. Um, but But, uh, you know, and I know there's some details to work out. I think Scott was talking about a band coming and playing on one of the nights. And, you know, really making a party out of it. We, um, you know, and it's exciting to have tracks that are excited to host us, right? Um, So having a fun new facility that, you know, is maybe not a national circuit, but a, a fun circuit for people to drive. Um, I was looking at the track map um, and, you know, there there's a lot of, there's uh, 11 corners to this so I'll be posting that on the website here shortly I, now that I've uh, caught up with some of my crazy from this <laughs> 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 season setup. I like the
0: new challenge. I just like the fact it's a new challenge for everybody, and that's great.
2: Yeah, so there's a lot of tight, twisty bits, and um, I think our racers are going to find it very challenging um, and and really fun. And and again, something new to learn. Um, it's fun partnering with new you know, new tracks that some of our racers haven't been to. I think it's it's good for the state. It's good for the, you know, it's good to get people to visit new places that maybe they wouldn't have gone before.
0: If you're tuned into the live broadcast right now, you can uh, make a comment. If you have any questions for Brittany at all, Make them, just throw them in the comments below. We'll bring those into the show. Uh, one of the things we talked about, Brittany, <clears throat> before we came on was uh, your kid KidCart program. And I know it's a class that you guys really like having on board. You like getting the young kids are at the very start of the program, getting them a the chance to come out and run at this level of competition. There are other places around the country where, where kid cart dads and moms really want their kid to be able to run regionally, but there's no opportunity to do that. You guys have done that, but you're not, you, you told us that you're not getting a ton of interest right now. Where are you right now on the kid cart cl- category? And what is your motivation really to make, to make this thing happen?
2: Yeah. I mean, well, we've offered kid carts for pretty much the entire time we've run. So I do try to keep, uh you know they they have a special place in my heart right like because they're they're just the sweetest little little things out there um and you know so this this year we only have a um, i think we have two entries for this first race and and typically we have a pretty big following so i know a lot of our previous kid carters have moved up to 206 cadet or to micro um so i'm hoping that the new kid carters because you know i'm still seeing a a good following at the clubs but i'm i'm hoping they don't get scared off and they they come join us this year um i'd hate to you know have to cancel the class for a race or the season or whatever um as you know we just we like to be able to show them you know and introduce them into something a little more um and and help train them and guide them into like what the next step for them might be
0: yeah you don't know what that next step is until you do it and like you said they're moving on to the micro category into the 206 cadets they've already been at your races before you know and and they're in their own you know kid category but they learn the culture the people i just think the transition is so much easier if they got a chance to run with you guys throughout the year
2: right i mean at the club level they still a lot of times have their parents on the track with them like you know signaling and doing all kinds of you know interesting things out there trying to protect them and we basically go okay mom and dad it's time to take a step back and now we're you know it's like moving from you know t-ball to coach pitch or something right like we're we're gonna help guide you to the next step and um you know, and you guys are going to, you're going to let them start to learn how to do this on their own, you know, it's it's baby steps.
1: Yeah. Including the procedures too, because again, you know, clubs, we've talked about this before, they have their own way of doing things. And, and if they come as a kid Carter, they're able to learn exactly what goes on at a regional level. And then, so next, you know, the next year they come back, they're not shocked and awe or or being told exactly what to do or not to do. <laughs>
2: well, right. Like just even learning how to fill out a tech form, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe their engines aren't sealed, but learning how to, to do the next step, right? Because I mean, I've seen it that you have people that come from, you know, the regional level or just clubs and try to go to a national and, And they get DQ'd for something as like writing the wrong seal number. Like they didn't even change it. They just, they looked at like the chassis, like the, the manufacturing seal as opposed to the provided one or something seemingly silly. But, you know, you have to learn those things somewhere.
0: Yep. So what, anything else going on uh, with the program that we may be able to kind of get out here in this edition of face-to-face? I know we talked about uh, potentially you guys have got annual spectator passes this year. How's that work?
2: What we're offering is some people that, you know, if you're know you're going to be with us all year, um, we're going to print you a pretty card if you pay for that. And then you can wear it around your neck versus having a wristband and having to check in every time, um, you know, just to, to kind of make it easier for our customers um, you know, there's always just so many things to like do every race and having to do the waivers and check in. And, you know, so we're trying to kind of simplify it and, and, you know, also, you know, make it easier. We're not like, Oh, Hey, where's your wristband?
0: everything, <laughs> you know, Right. Um, and even <clears> some heart people heart. I have a heart. Yeah, heart. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> to you um yeah, so just trying to offer some new things to, you know, make it easier, one, on, on my registration staff, and then right. also, um, you know, on customers to make it so that, you know, the first event, you've got maybe a few things to handle, but maybe the next time it's like one or two things less every,
1: you know. Yeah, and it's great for the team owners or uh, or it, just parents to be able to get that out of the way done, yeah. and then every time every race again there, you have five races, so the remaining four they don't have to worry about that stuff. They can maybe sleep in fifteen more minutes, or, or, it, or,
2: I, right? I mean, you yes, you still have your driver check in, but. You know, hopefully it makes everything move faster because you don't have the parents that are like, wait, I'm supposed to sign somewhere. Wait, I have to take a picture on my phone. I I mean, you know, we help them through all of that. But, uh, you know, just knowing there's one less thing or like you said, with teams, if you have the same mechanics that are coming all year, only having to go up one time to get everything set up um you know or even all of this is electronic so you complete your e-waiver the team manager sends one person up to get the whole things you know, hard cards. And it's not something that you have to do. Yeah. I mean, just trying to to wrangle the entire team of mechanics up at one time to sign their waivers yeah. is, you know, an effort in itself because we I, I mean I know how hard all yeah, everybody works, you know, I know how time consuming <clears throat> all this is.
1: We got one question right now. So I'll okay. put it up here. Jeff Shaw is asking, is there <clears throat> a pit layout with names so we know where we park yet?
2: um so i'm working on that but just so you know typically i won't put anything out until um we get to the track we always like to make sure that we don't show up and there's a random trailer parked somewhere that's not supposed to be that literally is on flat tires and and pretty much drilled into the ground you know that's happened a lot you know it (laughs) it does happen typically everybody cleans up really nicely for us and that and it doesn't happen but you know you you just don't know. So, um, with our pit maps, even though they're all set up and I've got my nice spreadsheet and stuff, I will not post that online until we're on scene and just can double check there's no major, you know, random storm rolls through and a tree's down on half my paddock. I don't know. Um, it
1: could you know. happen <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly so um you especially know, at, you, s-
1: at south bend right <laughs>
2: right there are certain tracks or like jacksonville florida like you you yeah. you know you obviously we're not racing at those tracks but we've all <laughs> been to a track where we've shown up and like Oh, good! They're fixing a a light post, and and look, they've taken seven pit spots for this. Um, so, you know, we just we'll post that online um, on Thursday morning before everybody starts pitting. Um, but we have track staff. Uh, we have staff on hand to get you parked when you arrive. So, really, it's only those after hours people that um, you know, if you've put <clears> in for a pit. Uh, space through registration, which is how we have that set up this year, Um, then please know you are on there. I audit it like every other day to make sure I haven't missed anybody or somebody that was on there didn't, you know, add something and accidentally remove themselves. Um, I, I follow up and make sure that I don't get oversold or, you know, if you requested to be by somebody and I see that they requested different like rows that I follow up to see like, Hey, do you want to switch so I can get you in the right place? Um, it's, it all, it all is happening. <laughs> We've
0: got a couple of nice things here. Derek Wargo says we are super excited for the TSRS series. That's a good one. And the boys are coming in from Florida as well. It sounds like. I'm just happy yeah. you opened up heavy for 206. See you the next weekend. Jam racing, making a trip west. Yes. I like that. That's good stuff.
2: Yeah. So, like I said, that my my 206, you know, heavies class, they're they're excited and pumped, and I'm excited to bring them back.
0: For sure, no doubt. Here's one more too from Jeff Shaw: Are the kid carts standing start or rolling start? That's a good question.
2: Oh, that is a good question. So we have done both in the past. And really, we um, yes. we gauge by the experience of our kid carters. Yes. So um, if they are a more um, then we do try to do the rolling start. Um, but if we find we've got a lot of green kid carters, we'll start the year with a standing start and then try to get them to a rolling start by the end of the year. We don't want to have to do a million Mm. restarts, so we, you know, we work with what we've got there on the track. But the goal would be that by the end of the year, you know, hopefully we've worked up to a rolling start to get them pumped for again if they're moving up the next year, and they that's what they'll get.
1: Yeah, I can tell by last weekend, even micro drivers still have a hard time (laughs) with rolling starts. You're (laughs) like,
2: oh, you're new. Um, You know, it's nothing mean. It's just that if the clubs don't. You know, work through that throughout yeah. the year, either, and that's all they've been racing.
1: They, yeah, they just don't know better. Especially the pace coming up to the green. Not so much the whole lap they take before the green, but the pace coming up to the green. Two different, two different things.
0: Yeah, no Absolutely. doubt. The, the crawling around for a lap drives me crazy. <laughs> oh my god, uh, Brittany. Let's wrap them things up. One of the categories I used to always love uh, watching when I was down there is the KA 100 senior class. How's that looking for your... Is it, it going to kind of be the the headline pro show.
2: Yes, uh, we already have twenty-five. I think it looks like, <laughs> nice. um, and I know we get. We usually get a big, heavy trickle. This, you know, um, since registration will go up at the end of this weekend. By the end of the weekend, we've usually got a strong trickle between, yeah, yeah. you know, Friday and Sunday. So.
0: So indeed, yeah. Let's say that. So midnight Sunday night is when pre-registration, I believe, is done. Everything after that. Midnight of course, so- Central Time, uh, Texas Time. <laughs> Texas time.
1: That's right. <laughs> <Daylight>. <laughs> Remember, Central Daylight Time. Yeah. Now yes. that we're in
2: daylight. <laughs> yes. Again,
1: we all lost sleep on Sunday. Huh? Oh, that was bad. Oh that gosh. was bad. <clears throat> I don't, don't know bad. why
2: we all struggle so bad with that. That one hour, it's like the whole world needs five naps
0: Felt and goes way. to sleep early. I do,
1: I do like more sunlight right now, though. That's it's
0: true. That's true. Absolutely. All right, folks, let's wrap this things up. Uh, right about the right time. Closing on the half-hour mark. March the 24th, 25th, 26th. Speed Sports Racing Car, uh, Park. Brittany, you guys are getting ready to go. Another brand-new season. Just over a week away. In fact, what are we? We're Tuesday right now. You're probably heading to the track on Wednesday. Wednesday Absolutely. next week. There it is. <laughs> Absolutely, so Yeah. You're a week away. Are you? Any any last bits to, to bring out here? Just pretty excited to get the season started.
2: No, I think we're pretty excited. Um, a lot of it's very similar to you know to past years. Besides, I think most of what we've talked about, um, we're we will have Cart Chaser back this year, broadcasting the race, which is always awesome. Um, and you know, we got to get you guys down for a race.
0: That's a, we would love that. That'd be great. That'd be awesome to come down for a bit (laughs) too. You know, we're, we're doing all the fun
2: stuff. So.
0: We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN radio network. If you're a Carter in the Lone Star State, make the jump from the club level and race against the best in the country at the Texas Sprint Racing Series. The premier regional kart racing series in Texas will be a five-race program in 2023, featuring four different tracks located all over the state. This year's Texas Sprint Racing Series kicks off the season at the popular Speed Sports Racing Park in New Caney, Texas on March 24th to 26th. Racing Under the Lights returns in 2023, with the North Texas Kartways in Denton welcoming the series for night racing over the Memorial Day weekend on May 26th to 28th. The third round of the TSRS travels to the Panhandle and the newly renamed Amarillo Kart Complex on the June 30, July 2nd weekend. A track new to the series hosts round four as Rimrock Raceway in Odessa is set to make history on August 4, 5, and 6. The series championships will be decided on the September 15th to 17th weekend as the fifth and final round brings competitors back to the challenging Speed Sports facility in Houston. Details on the rules and class structure for the official Superkarts USA and International Kart Federation series can be found at texassprintseries.com. It's a multi-time world champion, and it's a Superkarts USA Super Nationals winner. It is Sody Kart. And starting in 2023, the Sodi brand has found a new home here in the U.S. Sodi Racing USA is the new exclusive importer of the Sodi Kart chassis line under the Karting Distribution banner, led by industry veteran Terry Germanovich. The French manufacturer Sodi Kart is a leader within the karting industry, offering a wide range of products and services. The Sodi Racing chassis line offers product in classes from mini to KZ all based on years of development and championship seasons around the world. Sodi Racing USA has already begun establishing its dealer network, working with the Karting Collective on the West Coast and recently signing PK Sport to serve as a dealer and the official race team on the East Coast. Visit sodi racing usacom to learn more about the Sodi Kart chassis line or call 954-634-5111 to become part of the Sodi Racing USA network today. Sodi Kart, the world leader in the karting industry. It all started in 1994, when former successful kart driver Albino Parolin decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop. That's when Parolin was born. Fast forward 20 years and Parolin's passion for the sport led to the company rejoining international competitions as a factory team in WSK and CIK FIA races, with the aim of enhancing the research and development process, immediately achieving notable results around Europe, North America, and Asia, becoming the CIK FIA Asia Pacific KZ champion in the same year. Parolin USA is North America's source for Parolin products we run a factory team at all of the major Supercars USA and Rock Cup USA events. The Parolin chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans Tag single-speed chassis for junior and senior classes, and the 28 mm mini-kart for the Cadet classes. Parolin has been winning races all over the world, and it's on top of the podium in the USA as well, with drivers like Kai Sorensen, Mateus Arjuela, and Alessandro de Tullio. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Perilon. For more information, head to Perilinusa.com. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. What about what that's about right. sponsors? I know you guys always have a great group of sponsors. Do you have a list of maybe, maybe you want to, to to spout off here while you got a chance?
2: Yes, let me. Like, where's um, my list? <laughs> I know that's what I thought I had <laughs> my whole pile here and you know, it's okay because I've got 47 screens going.
0: Well, you have a look um, at that. I'll just say the, the cool thing is, is there's such a great industry down in Texas continues to grow great shops. And I know even and a lot of the parents step up and support you guys too, which I think is awesome.
2: Yes. Okay. So I did find my list. Um, so we've got Austin uh, Auction East Texas is uh, our title sponsor again this year. So they're they're super awesome. Um, and then you know we've got Avanco Tires. Uh, the track themselves, Rimrock, is going to sponsor the kid kart class. So that's uh, one of our fun things we want to do. We've got Royal Electric, um, Alan Rudolph Racing Academy, Wulcher Engines. Um, Exertech, we've got Kart Racing Solutions, we've got Victor Racing is uh, our new Open shifter sponsor, uh, Kept Clothing, Seville Electric, Slipstream Racing, Maxwell Paper Products, um, and then Performance Stop is giving away a lot of raffle prizes again nice. this year. We've got um, EK Chains, we've got RLV, um, and then we've got Stewart racing engines, uh, MPH racing. We've got, um, our fast lap sponsor for those, uh, for our cups, similar to this, we give a, a new cup around every, uh, every race. So there's, um, you know, five different types of cups to earn the whole set. Uh, that's Houston Freightliner and high five performance, <clears throat> And then, um, we've also, uh, I think, and then we have Ken Johnson from Studio 52 coming out to do our photos again. Fantastic
0: photographer. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I think that's, I think I got most of that. I think I got everybody.
0: That sounds good. I think so. <laughs> hey, listen, Hey, I think, I think Chuck Frank says it perfectly. Yes. racing.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Do <laughs> this.
0: Well, that's yeah. awesome, Britney. Again, I knew I know that you guys have so much support. That's why I wanted to give you a chance to kind of roll out the names because so many people get behind this series to make this happen. Obviously, we said uh, fantastic, four fantastic racetracks: Speed Sports, uh, North Texas Cartway, Denton, Amarillo Kart Complex, which is going to see a big, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, upgrade, overhaul. Kyle chance has oh. got a lot of stuff going on there, which is so cool for that racetrack.
2: Yes. He's already got a lot um, accomplished <laughs> from what I've heard, you know, chatting with him already. But by the time we get there, most of the improvements should be done. So crazy. Um, I'm I'm super excited to be at a, a little bit more set up track and, and have kind of my wish list of improvements
0: yeah. completed. <laughs> And if you've never driven that track, folks, if you're in Texas, that's a fun track to drive. I've I've had a chance to race on it one time. That's a really cool track. It's the it's the downsized version of Istanbul, the uh, mm-hmm. Turkish Grand Prix Formula One track. So it's a lot yes. of fun to drive, a lot of cutbacks, a lot of fast corners. It's a really, really fun track to get on. So I, the bottom line is you guys get started in a week and a half. Uh, best of luck to you, Brittany. Hope you have a huge field. Uh, almost so 140 much. already. Let's go. Let's get 170
2: yeah, I mean, i I uh, I know back to back with Scusa, we had um a large we had over two hundred last year. so um I'm hoping that even though we moved away from from them a little bit for this event that we still have um, pretty large numbers, so which which at now it seems like we're getting there.
0: Good stuff. do you have anything else bud? No,
1: let's go racing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'm excited <laughs> to back see I'm excited to see what happens next
0: weekend. Brittany, yes. thank you thank you so much. We appreciate it absolutely anytime there you go folks Brittany lobaugh getting ready to go she'll be taking off in just about a week's time heading to speed sports racing park in houston texas uh obviously david a fantastic track you're finally going to get to see it this year when you go down for the uspks event we got to get down for one of these texas sprint racing series events as well maybe do a little coverage Maybe do a little racing at the same time they have a heavy class you can run in now
1: well i mean rim rock (laughs) if they're going to have a concert
0: Rim Rock can be fun. I mean, be, yeah, I mean, I mean, mean,
1: every race should have a Saturday night concert. Come I, on agree. I agree. <laughs> or even Friday night. Because <clears throat> Friday, who cares, right? That's it. <laughs>
0: like you said, folks, regional racing getting back underway right now. The winter series are already wrapping up right now or have wrapped up already. Major national series starting, of course, USPKS and SKU's in March. But those regional series, as the weather starts getting warmer coming up from the southern states, you're going to see them start to fire up. Of course, as we know, Texas Sprint Racing Series, the first to get rolling here in just about a week and a half's time at Speed Sports Racing Park. We folks, thank you so much for tuning in. We do appreciate it. Brittany Lobot, thank you for being part of it. We look forward to seeing how the season gets underway for you guys down in Texas. On behalf of David Cole, my name is Rob Howden. Bye for now.